Welcome, welcome, welcome to Conversations with My Cuz. I am Shayla Shay. It is me, your girl, Michelle, with the one L. And you know what it is, brother love. I'm here, baby. DJ Big Ra. Hey, Ra. Hey, Ra. <laughs> How y'all doing? What's going hey, on? Everything is everything. How was y'all weekend? I had a fabulous one, but tell me about y'all's first. How was y'all? You weekend? always got stuff going on. You you tell us first, cause I didn't do nothing. Listen, I, I got a phone call from my son last week saying he was on spring uh, winter break last minute. I'm like, okay, you telling me now? Next thing you know, I said, listen. He said, well, you know, we got to do some kind of trip. I said, man, I was down in Florida, you know, working the club, doing what I got to do and anything. So I got a flight back. I said, listen. Look online, figure out what it is you need to do. I'm going to come get you on Wednesday. We're going to make it happen. He didn't find nothing. So I decided I gave him a big surprise. Oh, we got win got. So we got this big surprise. We jumped in the car Saturday morning. We drove to Philly. We went to see the Philadelphia 76ers, Boston. Nice. Oh, man. Okay. You had, you, you had to see this guy's face, man. He couldn't believe it. We had the most incredible. Time. Yeah, we got a hotel. Nice. Yeah, we got a hotel room out there. And then, you know, I had to um, eat the cheese steak, anime. Eat the cheese steak. <laughs> eat the cheese steak. So okay, just, so then that's the good reason why you didn't check for me, since you know I live, like, right by Philly. Yeah, it was, it was men's weekend. It was men's weekend. Sorry, I could have popped okay. in. Like, hey. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So what's going on with y'all? How y'all doing? I am just fantastic. I can't say I did anything this weekend, though. Oh man! Yeah, I met up with my one of my coworkers retired, and um, we I, we met up and had brunch. A bunch of us from the job. Oh, nice! And that's what I did today. Well, I love brunch. In the house chilling. Yeah, brunches. I love brunches. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when so you it can be dangerous though, because I had a bad experience with brunch one time. You know, lost time, missed the day work. It was just not a good thing. <laughs> Some unlimited man. I have I I had no I didn't know until I stood up how bad it was. It was bad. Yeah. You must have ended up somewhere else. You weren't supposed to. No, that wasn't it. You know, it's just how you feel. Like, you know, I got up and I went to go to the bathroom and I realized that I needed to hold on to the walls. And that's when I was like, this was bad. Unlimited. Yeah. And what have you. And then next minute you know. I was yeah. like, whoa, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm limited to do you dirty every time. You gotta I'm be careful. Definitely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's so what else is happening? I'm trolling. I'm trolling this week. Um ESPN source, um, Stephen A. Smith. Um, let's talk about the Alabama situation. Uh with okay. um, with Brandon's Miller, um, with him actually being able to go out and play. Um they, they didn't um well, long story short, um, Brandon Miller is a, um, a basketball player that plays for Alabama. Um, his teammate, um, Darius Miles, asked him for a ride uh, to the club um, with his homeboy. Next thing you know, long story short, um, they saying, allegedly, Darius, um, um, Brandon Miller, he had went to dinner, left them in the where they was at going to the club. And then he returned to pick him up. And unfortunately, they took a gun out the car, and um, unfortunately, a young lady ended up um, getting killed. So, the thing oh. is, 
is now that's the story. But the thing when they when the cops investigated, they said that it was a text coming from um a Darius Miles saying that um bring my burner to me. Um, but Brandon Miller is saying that you know um he didn't have no acknowledgement of it and he didn't see the text until he actually got you know until actually incident happened because he was en route and um they allowed him to play and the gun was legal it was a legal handgun as well it was just supposed to have been under some clothes in the back seat so um it was supposed to have been um miles davis uh david to his man and that that was it you know lady so you have i'm just asking is the issue that they allowed him to play or the or he wasn't question about whether or not he has some responsibility in it well he wasn't charged that's the you know one of the things is and i'm gonna point out to what stephen a smith he said stephen a smith i said was is that in any other state you would have been a goner you know um alabama is an open law state open gun law state and basically you could just go buy a gun anywhere as long as the gun is legal but at the same time is is that you took a um weapon for a young lady to get killed that actually your friends had taken and killed somebody so um the big thing around the country is do we want this guy to continue to play basketball well i'm i'm a little confused did he bring the gun knowing full well that there was a situation going on that potentially they were going to try and kill this woman i don't think it was something that was premeditated right i don't think he knew what was going on and i honestly don't know if he brought the gun his attorney said that he didn't bring the gun but apparently the gun belonged to the guy that texted him it was his gun. Right, no, they were happy- he was like, bring my gun to me. I guess he wanted his gun. I, and even if he did bring the gun to him, he don't he didn't know what the gun was going to be used for. Or that there was a situation <clears throat> occurring. Right. Because what they're anybody- saying is that they, they were in the back seat of his car. He gave the gun. The other dude handed the gun to the actual guy that killed the, the girl. actual shooter, exactly. Right. Okay. So now I guess the whole thing is was he privy to any knowledge of something going down or was he just bringing dude his gun because that's his gun well being at the, the text the the question to me is is the the text when exactly did you get the text and um did you really see the text looking and out, even if he did did he right. know right that something was going on because if you're talking about a open carry state right exactly that could be me saying bring me my My gun bring me my purse right you don't know what he's he just wants his stuff so he's bringing it doesn't necessarily mean that something's going on that he knew what was going to take place right right no i'm i'm in agreement i believe that he should play but at the at the same time, it's just I feel like it's going to be an X on his back because he's the the um, number one player on the team. He's supposed to be like the number five overall player in the nation, and projected to go number five in in on um, the NBA um, draft. Mm-hmm. So with, with carrying all this weight, I just I just really feel bad that it was just a case at the wrong place, at um, the wrong time, uh, wrong situation, and. You know, he went and played in South Carolina. I think it was on Tuesday and Wednesday night, and the booze was crazy. But yeah. kudos to him because he had his career, um, um, a career game, a career yeah, with forty-one points, forty-one points, and he did his thing. And you know, he totally ignored it. But 
like I said, it's rough. But Steve, like Stephen A. Smith said, that this man still has to live with the fact that he took a gun to somebody that eventually led to somebody's death. Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting for me what I what I pulled from this myself is about how we can compartmentalize tragedy and trauma, yeah. Yeah. right? And and still function like it's just unfortunate that it is we we ha we're programmed to that like you the survival skill will have you take something that tragic and be mm -hmm. able to put it on the shelf enough to be able to play a game and score 41 points yeah 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 so it's you know like i said it's just I a bad said i still have to live my life even after all this is said and done and i guess his if he had no part in it or whether he did you know maybe his conscience was clear enough to say i didn't do anything wrong or he hasn't processed it or he hasn't or he did did have or did he or he did know and just was like oh well see that's the the whole thing is this this young man's getting ready to go into the nba now does this affect his nba career does this affect teams actually wanting to draft him with that kind of baggage yeah i mean it's baggage but my thing is if he's not charged with a crime and he's not and he doesn't get charged and i think hey oj wasn't charged right no, OJ, <laughs> well they, um <laughs> and look what, what's the football play i think hernandez aaron hernandez aaron hernandez uh, did he kill his wife yeah but he actually got charged well he got but he was still playing he actually no no, before they found out that it was him, he was no, he was playing while he was on investigation. But once that, that's, that's what I said, he was still playing after he killed her. Yeah, yeah. So right, that's what I'm saying. He killed her and went on about his day. Like I said, yeah, that's I, something. You know, I yeah. just, young man, like I said, really, really get past him. You know, and my condolences go out to the family as well because I know they have to feel away. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. there's so many things that happen at. You know the the succession of events that occurred to to cause her demise right, is really horrible. Right, right. right definitely. I mean, they're gonna know that he had got the text message, and they're gonna know if he responded to the text message. Now, are they gonna know whether or not he knew that he was bringing the gun for a potential murder? Because they said that after he handed the gun to old boy, an argument happened. No, so they're saying they, that the argument occurred, and then. He came he, right. He came he and then they the gun. No, they didn't say that the argument happened before he got there, did it? Yeah, he got. He already had gotten into the argument. Then he, they said that he went back into the restaurant or whatever the case where, where they were at, and he was coming out in the car. And they actually said that the, the young lady's car was actually blocked, and it could have been blocked by their car, which which caused right. Them. That was another. But that was his car. Whether or not he intentionally blocked her in so car, she couldn't right. get away. Right. So that was another point that they made. So, the, and then the question is, one of the questions that they asked is whether or not he did anything to try and de-escalate the situation. Situation, right. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of questions, so we don't know. Yeah, it's around, bottom line, it's just about the, the people that you put yourself around in the situation that you put yourself in. You just got to be careful out there. Yeah, because yeah, things can go wrong. And very anything. quickly and you don't very even you just minding your little red riding hood business right <laughs> i tell Skip your life can be changed in a matter of seconds by yeah. a choice yeah well, life can be taken that one choice 
Absolutely. It's crazy. It's crazy. But like I said, condolences to the family. And, you know, absolutely. So, absolutely. Move on with a career, you know? Really yeah. Not. Well, I hope that, I, I, I just hope, I like to believe that people are genuinely good in their heart and that it was not a situation where, you know, it was premeditated or anything of that nature. Right. 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 Positive person in me. Yeah. I like to believe that people are good. (laughs) (laughs) The world is a wholesome place sometimes. Sometimes. I got nothing on that one. Show like watch out. <laughs> Listen, I we believe what you show me until you show me something different. I don't, you know, I, yeah. whoever you are is who you are. I don't know. I don't know this person, so I don't have no thoughts about who he is as a person, one way or the other. I don't. I don't All know. I know is that somebody died. Yeah, and it was interesting too that um when the director of athletics um they had interviewed him earlier the week um earlier last week and he was saying that that this shouldn't impact him. And that's why we allowed him to rejoin the team. Because again, once he was cleared legally, there was no reason for us to hold him back. But they're saying that a lot of other people are saying like, well, if he wasn't the basketball star, if he wasn't the person that he was, then you get in trouble just for missing certain amount of classes in school. If you have a fight, they want to put you out. This, that, and other. Now you're in the middle of a murder investigation. And you're still allowed to play the sport, right? Mm. So you know it, it's just it's yeah. just he's not charged. So they can't. I mean, legally, he's not being charged of a crime, right? So if he, he didn't can't do punish wrong, him for something, he can't punish him for something, right? Yeah. Well, that's what the sports director said, and I, and I kind of agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I mean, we don't know. We don't unless do. they charge him. Then that way, then he should be able to play. That's it. All right. I'm sure uh, the family is probably like, whatever. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's just what else is happening. Ain't nothing. Just really checking on y'all girls. See what's going on. What's going on with our guests? Well, what time? Yeah, we do got a great show coming up, but go ahead, Shay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I just wanted to ask if there was a special thing going on. If you know if it was a certain thing we got going on. Because I think it is time for Uh Let Me Ask My Cuz. Okay, oh, can't do it. Oh, I didn't know you were doing it. Hey! <laughs> cousins, cousins, cousins. We need the guy on the couch back. I got, yes, we do. I don't know what's going on with the guy on the couch, but hey, anyway. He texts, he apologized, but, you know. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm mad at the guy on the couch right now. I want the world know. Everybody knows. Ah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, cousins, I got a question. I got a question. All right. How much access is too much access in a relationship? I asked this because I was I saw this video and this man was talking about how passwords and things that if you are in a relationship or marriage or whatever and or a life commitment that a person, your partner not having access to your f- password and your phone is as if you're being a secretive person that you're keeping secrets and holding something back from your partner if they don't have all, full access. How can they full access? How, how can they not? How can they have full access if they don't have access to your phone or things of that nature? What do you guys think about 
giving access, that much access to your partner, passwords and things and all of those type of stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Do I go first? <laughs> you can go first. I, I, um, <laughs> I guess at the core, it's nothing wrong with it. It depends on whether or not it is used to snoop and 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 control like let's say you lose your phone or whatever and you need my phone here his phone is password but to say i want to go through your phone and scroll and see all your messages and see what you got going on because i need to know your business is a different thing mm -hmm. to me that's snooping it's like going through my purse and while it's not private, it's also not yours. So, okay, Rosh, Rosh, what you think? What you think? Well, listen here, listen here. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about relationship. You're in a relationship or a marriage? I that heard the question, okay. man. <laughs> Let me answer it now. You know, you got to get you on track. Because this, this was a great question you asked, and I've had a couple comments. Let me have a sip, because this is a real question. <laughs> Let me hear this. Now, I said to myself, personally, this is why I am single. Because I have not yet met a woman that kept her phone unlocked. Okay. So to me, I believe access, if you're in a relationship, it shouldn't be no locked phones. It shouldn't be, what are we doing here? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. I don't believe, I don't believe me personally, just me. Cause you know me, I'm open. The whole world knows Ralph. We already know that already, right? We talk about it on TV all the time. Right. So what I'm trying to understand is I need a woman like that, too. You understand? Like, you ain't got to lock your phone, boo, nor do I care what you got in it. Okay. You understand? But okay. what I'm saying is it's just a fact that I do. I would appreciate a woman. And those are one of my things. That's why and know why I laughed is because that's why I'm still single, ladies, because y'all think it's all other stuff. But I know it is because yeah, it's, it's something it like oh, you want you, you want the woman that. Like that, that. that are only with you for about four to six months to just be open and unlock their phones around you? Listen, Even though there's no 100% commitment? Li listen to me. Listen, put it all on the table. Let's let's talk about it. Let's make it work. Don't show me your representative, goddamn. I need to know who he is. Everybody shows their representative. In the but that's the problem. I don't. I agree. I don't. I agree. I don't, I don't either. You understand? I don't. Ain't no representative, baby. This is all right, right? This is all right. They run. They be running too. Like, oh, this. <laughs> I, I don't is a, the reason for the representative is so that um, you can kind of get to know the person a little bit without giving so much of yourself to everybody you date. I agree. Can I answer the really? question though about the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer the question. All right. So I feel like. Access is fine. Um, insecurities that cause you to want to have my password because you want to look through my phone to see what I'm doing is a problem for me. Because right. first of all, my conversations with my friends are personal. Those they 
they share with me their business and that is not my man's business correct um i don't know i don't i don't when i'm in a relationship i usually don't lock my phone because i feel like you know whatever i if you want to use my phone you can use my phone but not for like shay said not for the purpose of going through my phone to see what i'm doing and if you have to do that then i find like there's no trust if if we don't have the trust then we don't need to be together i trust you you trust me i don't need access to your phone right because if i if, for me to have access to your phone means that i don't trust you in some sort of way that i need to to see your phone why no I've, I've always thought the password was for in case you lose it and people don't a stranger no, doesn't get hell no that's not no, what I'm, I'm i'm saying i i know what you might well, be thinking. Question. I hear you, but let's take a scenario. You have girlfriends. You don't, don't you have private jokes with old friends who are female that no one else may understand? It doesn't mean anything, but can be taken the wrong way. Yeah, and that's and to, and to me, my conversations with any of my friends, whoever that is, are my conversations with my friends, and vice versa for him. If he wants to share his conversations with his boys with me, that's on him. But my girlfriend, okay. trust me. To keep their personal business their business but, okay but but this is what i'm saying so if if my thing is like one it's, it's a trust issue right so it is a trust issue i agree it's my major situation with this this is some bullshit that Whoa. i wouldn't turn around and go through a woman's phone it's just the fact that if, if if you're my woman i don't need access to your phone but my thing is it's like at the same time is I know who you is. You must have did a little something, something. So I, I know how you can be. I know your personality and all that. You know, so I'm just saying in general, I wouldn't be fair. I wouldn't be afraid to go through your phone. You understand? Okay. But I wouldn't want to go through your phone anyway. But my thing is, is I that what's, what's in that phone to me, like just not, not me even thinking, I'm just saying is, is that me? I put my phone down. Like I said, if I lock my phone, it's probably because I got credit cards or something in there, but right the time right. It, was like, it was like baby girl, whatever, grab that phone and Dallas number. I don't have a problem now. Right, something in my phone, you know what Rod is capable of. Yeah, I, and I'm like that too. It you doesn't have to be a locked phone. Right, if it's, but if it's a locked phone, and you feel like you need to ask me if if a man asks me for my password, that's a red flag for me. Why? It's because control. Why are you like asking control. me for my password? Why do you? Now we going that's, that's to me that it that is. is a lack of that's control. You want to control the situation, and Probably that means that there's some sort of insecurities there. I'm not asking a man for his password. If he right. wants to give it to me, that's fine. I would never ask a man for the password to his phone. Ever. But it could be anything. It could be like, yo, I need the password to get such and such and such and such. A. It's like I said before, it, it depends to me on, on, on a relationship. Me as my What's son. the such and such and such and such? Yeah, what's the such and really such? No, what, what I'm saying, it depends to me on me as myself as a man in a relationship. I'm only thinking how I would think as a man. So to me is yes, I would turn around and say, if I see if it's access for a code or whatever the case may have been, or I would think about it. Let's say it's just something. Um, you installing locks, Wi-Fi locks. So you setting shorty from, oh, give me that. And you start doing all this shit. That's a problem to me. You that's know a problem. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's not even my MO. So what I'm trying to say is at the same time is, is that it's not about control because if I'm asking for your password, 
It's for something that I'm doing at the current time. Not no, to- no, no. That's not what I mean. That's not if what you, she meant. That's not what I meant. Right. I, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah, if that's a you're using thing. her phone, hey, babe, what, and she say, hey, it's in my phone. What's the password? Da, 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 da. Okay, fine. Exactly. If we are in a relationship and we're starting out and you're asking me for my password for no reason at all. Oh, that's a stalker. <laughs> You don't know what that's, that's my point. My that's point the is point. that's a red flag. That is my point. That's a red flag for me that you're asking me <laughs> for my password for because my first response is going to be for for what? Oh, that's right? that's a stalker. But what I'm saying is it, it comes to the point where if you're in a relationship or whatever you're doing or whatever the case may have been, if you just turn around, just open the phone and do it. I mean, you could do that too. But I'm saying if I'm in a relationship with you and. I just say give my phone. Here's my password. I don't. I'll do that. I don't care because you, if I'm in a relationship with you and we solid, I don't care if you have my password. That's not the point. Right. I don't care if you have it. It's well. It's whether or not you're trying to use it as a as means control. of control or trying to because there's some level of insecurity. Now, I'm, I'm in agreement that my friend's business is mine, and it's not something that I would want. I don't think that. When you have this whole, you know, we're open about everything. I'm not open about my friend's business. That belongs to me. Right. We're not all in this group friendship. So you don't get to always know what's happening with them. So in that instance, I need some privacy. Yeah. Right. But and I don't think we everything should be laid out on the table. I feel like just because we're in a relationship, we still have to have our own level of independency. Everything what? should not be. You know, that's like saying, okay, let me give him access to my diary. No, 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 no. I can't have a personal thought without sharing that with my partner. Come on. Right. You see, this is this is this this is the situation at hand that we're not understanding. Y'all are taking it the wrong way. What I'm saying is I'm sorry, is that is listen, listen to me. You know, listen, listen to me. It's it's like I said, my friend's business belongs to me. No, no, we're saying that as a reason why we don't give access to you didn't let me explain. Can I explain? Can I explain? Don't explain. What I'm trying, what I'm trying to get to understand is it's it's not it's it's the level of demand that you're with. So, like if I have access to your phone, trust and believe I'm not going through your phone. I don't care what your friend is about you. Right. Yes, so, 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 right. So, by, bottom line, if it ever came up to a situation where I said, me personally, babe, what's the password? What's the um password That's to your phone? Situation, or, right? or whatever, whatever. No, but if I had, if, if you have a problem with giving it to me, it creates an issue for me as a man because mm-hmm. one, you're prejudging me. Right. You're having a problem if she doesn't. If you say, "Hey, what's the password?" Because you're looking for something or you need access to something in her phone, that's right. a different scenario. We're talking right. about someone just trying to gain a level of control over you by having that information. But that wasn't the question. It's you different. Asked. You said access to the phone. So the what question I-, I asked was, "What do y'all think about having access, passwords, and things of that nature?" Of and course. we were both explaining our reasons for having them or not having them. Right, but but so it's, we're not in debate so about your it's not position. Not a debate about right, right. We're fine with your position. I'm just, I'm just trying to let y'all because know. Because you're trying to get us to understand something. We yeah, we totally so, understand your and point. We of understand. View, but in addition yeah. to that, in addition to that, Michelle and I are also talking about reasons why it would be an issue to give your password to someone you're dating. Which is, 
your friend's business, which is in your phone, which is private because that's between you and your friend, and whether or not that has anything to do with that person trying to have some control. It goes the same way for women, well, right? Yeah. When a woman needs her man's password, needs it because she got to keep tabs on what he's doing or where he's going, that is an issue. That's a problem. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be in a relationship. If we are trusting each other, then I should be able to either lock or unlock my phone and we're in a good place. Absolutely. Either right. way. My thing is, is I wouldn't even think that deep. And what I'm saying with y'all is I wouldn't even dig that deep to even think it. What's your password? 458. They can go and do what you got to do. Yeah, because you're looking at it from your perspective of you are not going through her phone. So you don't think of it that way. We're thinking of it from a space where that person, because they're- But why they're, do y'all think that way is what I'm trying to- that's Because it exists. There are some people well, that let me just say do this. that. Maybe we've been in situations like that. Okay. There, there are some when you have insecure partners that feel like they need to gain access. So it's a thing. And it's a level of an insecurity and there's a lack of trust in that relationship. Feel like you need to have, have the power. If it's freely gifted, it's all good. I'm not going through your phone. Please, please believe me. Most times out of 10, nine times out of 10, you're going to know if the person that you're with is not somebody you can trust. You're going to know if the person you're with is a liar. Their, their movements is going to show you something different. Whether you have the password or not, you're right. going to see something. If you choose not to see it, then that's on you. And you're just with the person that you're with. So, Having access to the person's phone doesn't mean anything if they do whatever they're doing. Right, because I don't I don't need a smoking gun. I just need to I, think right that that's what's and happening. And what are you gonna do with it? So you go through the phone, you got right. the access, you, you see the man's cheating. Are you gonna leave him? Right, but see, that's what I'm saying. Whatever you find in that damn phone, you go you you deserve to find it. That's first of all. If you, yeah, but, you're looking for something but, in your phone is usually because you don't trust the person that right, you're with, so you're looking for something. I, I find out that it's 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 a distrust sometimes in women with certain men that actually have that way of thinking. And men I, with I women. Don't, I don't, I don't, uh, again, he only sees it from his side. Right. Oh, he only sees it from his side. We forget. That's I'm right. Love, right. Love, right. Love perspective. Stay, stay with me. Child, stay with me. Wake up. So the what blinders. I'm trying to say is, is that really is that the, because it's happened a lot. And I'm like, damn, why? Like, you know, sometimes it kind of like, I don't care about your funky phone, stinky phone. Get out of here. That's me. You know what I'm I, saying? What? Like, I don't care about your phone. Right, but it but it makes me look at you as 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 a woman. Like, I mean, you're still playing these games. Like, we're grown. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we don't play the phone games at this time. So, ain't that a red flag though? If a chick is concerned about your phone like that? Well, well, not my phone. Her phone. No, we're talking about you. If a, if a woman is concerned about your phone and who you texting and who you talking to and all these different things at this stage of the game, that would be a red flag to me. Brother love if my phone rings and the first thing he's like, oh, who's that? Why you answer your phone? My, I'm, I'm like, so your, your phone, your phone done went off three times. You didn't look at you it. Didn't you didn't answer me. Right. So I, that right there, I'm not doing. I'm not well, doing any of that. Now, now, see, y'all opened up a can of worms because now we're talking about behavior patterns. So like, it all I'm, goes back to the phone and having access. All right. If you don't answer the phone three times, you, you, what's the problem? It's, I answer my phone all the time. 
I don't answer my I phone don't. all the time. I, I look at the phone and say, I'll, I'll call yeah. them back later. Right, but that I shouldn't be a problem, I'll though. I'll say, I'll call you back. Whatever, whatever the case is, is that I still answer my phone, even if I'm dating, whatever the thing is, is that sometimes to me, I want to answer my phone in front of whoever I'm dating so she doesn't even feel that way. That's why I say I'm see, that, that, see, that's I'm not problem. doing all that. I am not doing all of that. I can do it because it doesn't. If you feel some type of way because I don't answer my phone, then that already shows me something about you that I have to watch no. out for. I, I'm not a believer yes. that just because somebody calls you that they get access to you. Exactly. My time is my time. And just because you call, so I, I don't answer my phone. I don't have to answer my phone. She don't answer the phone for me sometimes I, when I call. No, no I mean, I'm doing it, something. It, it is because, you know, lifestyle's different. Business, I, I got to answer my it phone. It doesn't matter. But if a person is having a problem with you not answering your phone, No, but it's called the behavior pattern. If you answer your phone all the time, then all of a sudden you just... We're not talking about all of a sudden. Right. No. So what I'm saying is behavior. We're not talking pattern. about all of a sudden. Like, We're talking about if I don't answer my phone because I'm with you, I'm not answering my phone because I don't feel like answering then my that's phone. that's how it starts. Then that's how that's, does a person know that I answer my phone all the time if they're not with me all the time? But that's a pattern. No, I'm just saying that's a pattern. If you're with somebody all the time and they answering the phone, hey, what's up? Let me call you back. Da, 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 da. Let me call you back. I'll return your phone call later, whatever. All of a sudden, the phone rings 15 times. Now you don't we're want not, we're not talking about a pattern, we're talking about behavior that just, happens all the time. I don't answer my phone all the time. Well, I just said that. Okay, even if I'm with you or not with you at the end of the day, but it is what it is. Again, you're not getting my password. How about that? See, <laughs> give me the password anime. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get my password. And again, you know what? Let me not say that because, like I said, my phone most times when I'm in a relationship, my phone is unlocked anyway. So right. it doesn't matter to me. Or like you said, it's locked because I have information in it. That's right. But if somebody information, you know, somebody wants the information or whatever the case may have been, I just don't have a problem with saying, hey, the password is boom, 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 boom. Because like I said, it's better to be an open book anyway. Yeah, that doesn't mean we're not an open book, though, because we don't share. Uh, the uh, yeah, sure. It doesn't. It means that my business, my personal business with my friends is not yours. But you're a person. Because we have a great guest. Thank you. <laughs> Because it's going to be a whole hour of a conversation and we're not going to keep it going. We're going to bring her on. I'm just and ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> all month long, you know, this has been Black History Month and we've been celebrating Black authors. So this is the last Sunday of Black History Month and we're bringing on a phenomenal sister. Her name is Katari Cole. She's a Katari! published author and we just going to talk to her about her journey. <laughs> Hey Katari. Hey, Katari. Hey. That was a Welcome very interesting conversation, by the way. Yeah, yeah so yeah, what do you think about that? You giving access? You giving access to the past phone phone or what? What's the deal? I agree with the ladies. Uh oh, it's not oh. about <laughs> no, oh. but so, so a few things. I'm not giving access just to um to satisfy your your ego or your um questioning what's going on in my phone. Uh, if it's, you know, I could be washing dishes or something and something is going on that you do need access or I need, may need access. Hey, my password is one, two, three, four. I got my right. this turkey. Yes. Right. But just to say, oh my goodness, I love you. You love me. My password is ABC. Oh, <laughs> no. No. I'm my ATM number. Exactly. His right. ATM up no. in. He, he no. with no. the ATM stuff. See, that's we don't need to do all of that just no. to be in love. Yeah. No. No, no, I got it. I understand that. I understand for, but we I, said the same exact thing. 
Dang. No, I agree with the young lady. We're controversial. You it's because it's us. It's us. Right. <laughs> anyway, How's we, your Sunday? He got, he got the, the pretty lady come in the building. He's like, oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree with her. Oh, oh. <laughs> you right, girl. You right. You right. You right. Thank you for agreeing with me, Rob. I appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Tari to the show. Thank you. Thank you. The whole reason for you being here is because we want to really talk to Black authors, um, talk about the genre, talk about your journey, talk about this publishing thing. Like, we wanted to be able to give other viewers the roadmap to some degree about what do you do when you have this idea that you want to write a book and how do we get it done, right? And share with us your story a little bit, who you are, what you're doing, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, well, uh, brief as brief as I can, uh, my name is Kitari Cole. I'm a published author. I first became published in 2016, 2016 with a poetry book. I started with a poetry book. Uh, I, I started out writing poetry and short stories. I've actually been writing since about fourth or fifth grade. Uh, never did I think, though, like even when I was writing my first novel, never did I think Never mind, was my intention to become a published author. Uh, it just kind okay. of happened that way. I just I wrote for my my enjoyment. I wrote it for my own personal um, therapy, uh, just to kind of you know. It was it's always been something that I've really enjoyed. Um, Maya Angelou is one of my favorite people. I believe the first uh, long form book I ever read that that really changed my life was uh, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Uh, it resonated yeah. with me in so many ways. And I, she's probably the only person. And I, I, I love, I, not, I love, you know, R&B celebrities, uh, artists, things like that. The only person I've ever probably stand for, like that I would probably lose my shit, if I can say lose my shit over, is probably mm -hmm. uh, Maya Angelou. So I could, yeah, okay. I could see... I don't know, probably anybody, somebody that I'm a fan of and just be like, oh, hey, but her, I would have probably like dropped my drink and like you would have thought she was a rock Act star. It up. The way you probably Act it up. Yeah. Oh, and all that, right? <laughs> you probably would have needed security after. I been like, <laughs> but it's it's because um, just her words, like so many of her words. And once I, you know, pretty much learned who she was and um, her path of life and things like that, I just... I just really admired her, like admire her okay. uh, still. So she's she's a, a shero of mine. Um, so I wrote I wrote my poetry book. I put my poetry book out as a. Um, I knew my novel was coming out, and uh, I put my poetry book out just as a, a teaser. Um, a little appetizer. I, yes, and at the end of my poetry <laughs> book was the uh, first chapter of my novel. So it was kind of nice. just to say, hey, this is coming. Um, when I first wrote my novel, I, uh, the, I wanted to be traditionally published, uh, in some ways I still want to be traditionally published. I do fight with it, but, um, I just think me being old school and that was always a thing, uh, for authors is to be traditionally published mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be in brick and mortars, you know, be in a store, right. be able to, you know, see your book in Barnes and Nobles, things like that. Um, however, you know, with technology and social media and things like that, being self-published is just as successful. Um, right. so it's, it's, it's kind of a toss up, but Can I ask you a question. 
Sure. With, with being traditionally published, is it like a record deal? Do y'all get an advance on because on the money on the book yes. or anything? See, that's yes. why you like it. See, I, I would like traditional. <laughs> so, I, I would like that money up front. Exactly. So not only with, traditional. Yes. Not only with being traditionally published, um, not only do you get um, an advance, uh, and then once, then you roll into the royalties, kind of like a record deal. Um, hey. Okay. But okay. also, um, it's easier in a sense because so there are pros and cons. So some of the pros are, of course, the um, the advance, uh, the royalties, the publishing house will do the marketing for you, the uh, any art, the, uh, the 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 book cover, the the you know all of those things, the synopsis, like all of those things, uh, they'll do for you. Um, any speaking engagements, book signings things like that, they will do all of those things for you. As a as a uh, self-published author, you have to do all of those things yourself. Mm -hmm. So when I self-published my book, I had to find someone to do all of those different things. I had to find my own editor. I had to find my own uh, person to do the artwork for my book. I had to get a photo shoot for my photos. I had to line up my own book signings. I had to, you, you really have to pound the pavement. Uh, okay. Some of the cons... Uh, though one one of the biggest cons for me with being a traditionally published uh, author, and this is probably one of the things that I grapple with the most, is you can say, hey, Penguin, it, Peng, Penguin is in, interested in your book, right? And whoever the edis, editor is that you're working with at this publishing house saying, hey, we're going to give you $100,000 for this book. And then you sign the contract. They have the right to change everything in your oh, book. They wow. can change the they, we don't like the names. We don't we don't like the names of your uh we don't like the city that your book is in. Um oh. we don't like the storyline. We don't like that this person did this particular thing. They can change anything because you've pretty much when you get the when you sign that contract with them and they they fund you, um, you're pretty much signing everything over to the rights wow. to your book, basically rights over. Yes. And um wow, okay, I didn't know that. So that that's one of the cons for it. So in a sense, I would prefer if if I could have it my way, I would want to be a hybrid um, author. And hybrid is where you have a publishing house for your for particular works, but then you have other works where you you want it to be strictly you, strictly your your words, okay. your everything, and that's possible. It's okay. um, and a lot of people do it actually, kind of like chicken before the egg type of thing. Some people do it. Some people become hybrid because they were traditionally published and they have a following that way. And then they decide, mm -hmm. okay, if once I start on this particular um, series or I'm going to another series or another um, storyline, mm -hmm. I want to do this myself. I already have yourself. a right. exactly. Do publishing houses, when you get con contracts with them for a book, do you also have to like have a, a contract for additional books? Similar to like record deals, will they say to you, you know, you have to give me X, Y, Z amount of um, records in order for your contract to be satisfied? A lot of times, yes. So I'll use myself personally now. So as you know, I published my book myself. I published my first, uh, well, I had three, three books that I've published. My poetry book and also the first two novels in my series. So um, I did publish those and then I as I was working on book three, because there were five books in my series, as I was working on book three, um, something kind of shifted in me or 
pretty much magnified in me where it was like I want to I wanted to change the books a little bit. It was I didn't feel a hundred percent about the first two books that I put up I put out. Okay. So I decided to um un to take them down from being published and got them revised. So that's where I am now in the process of revision. So now I'm getting my books revised. The person that is um, editing my books, she she has her hand in the industry. So she finished and she she greenlit book one, which means she I sent it to her. She edited it and she told me what revisions I needed to make work on these particular things and send it back to me. So I did that. Um, she said, it's great. I love it. Now we're working on book two. And so book two is where I am now, I'm in the process of revising book two. It's been a, it's been rocky, um, but okay. it, I've been in the process of doing it for about two years, but I want it to be right. So I don't want to yeah. rush it, but life, been lifing. So are you able to put out book one while you're still working on book no, two? Or so, you know? No, so in me answering your question, so basically what my editor is telling me is, hey, I have these people that I have lined up that would that I can get on board to be your agent that can get you to the publishing houses. But my requirements are, so book one is done. I need to have book, one, book two done and greenlit. And she also wants the treatment for book three. So they want to be okay. able to see if it's a series. series. Exactly. What what do you have? How far are you? Because basically okay. they can sign it and say, um, the contract can say, okay, we want four books from you or five books from you. Right. Series, but you've right. only seen two. And then it could be 10 more years before I get, you know, book three and four. Right. Now, you want to see the, the other books are also in the works. So okay. that's pretty much where I am now. And once I can do that, then I would, um, she will be able to get me to the next step. Um, okay. Self-publishing wise, though, I, what I have learned in in hindsight is, excuse me, um, I would wait. Like, let's just say I decided not to go the traditionally published route and use my editor to get me to an agent that can get me to mm -hmm. a publisher. I would probably hold off republishing books one and two until I'm at least done until book three is done and I'm in the process of getting book four done because mm, okay. just in the, no. just the experience that I do have, I realized that it, you know, life is crazy and I, I don't want to, right. I don't want to stop the, uh, I don't want to stop money. The oh, sorry. Money. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have people waiting because the pressure, um, it's a lot of yeah. pressure. Yeah. 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 I, I, I have people, like inboxing me now saying, Hey, I'm waiting on book three. And I'm like, Oh, that I go through these things with my, with my friends all the time. And it's kind of like relating to music. And sometimes in my mind, I'm like, well, if you get with a publishing company and get hot, get that series out the way. Now your name holds that weight. Right. So you go into self-publishing yeah. Now it's 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 kind of like now um it's kind of like what Prince did when he was on Warner Brothers and yeah, then he has the following and now he has a following because these these machines they could take you to places where you've never ever dreamed True. or imagined to yeah. be there and sometimes when they say the industry is jerking me or they did this they did that but they they made you a household name now yeah. it's up to you yeah. to take that name. And and now gain gain your legacy, precisely. Right. So that's that's what I was thinking. Which again yeah, is why I want I would prefer to be a traditionally published author first because 
you definitely I would be a household name. I would be right. more, you know, nationwide. But if I'm if I'm if I want to, if that's what I want to be is I want to be worldwide. I want to be a worldwide right. author. Mm-hmm. And me being self-published, while I, I got great reviews, I got people. It wasn't just my family and friends reading my books. It was other people, you know, people that I right. didn't know that were catching on. Um, but at the same time, it still felt very local. And I right. want okay. my voice to be heard. I want to, you know, shout my words from the rooftop. And I want people to to know, you know, this is her. This is her work. And, you know, I love her work. And I want it to be in different languages. I want it to be, right. you know. So that's that's, that's my goal. Right. And I know, no, no limitations to it. Yes. At all. I know some of the other authors that we had on um, in the previous weeks for this Black History Month program talked about the struggle in trying to be traditionally published. And because of that, they're going the self-publishing route. So um, tell us how you even are on that track to be you know, traditionally published or what can they look forward to if there's any like nuggets of information that we could share and that kind of stuff. Oh, so uh, it is very hard to be traditionally published it is uh and a lot of times now which it was not this way 10 or 15 years ago a lot of times traditionally even even publishing houses want to see an author have a following before they sign them exactly so it's you still have to build yourself up you still have to you know pound the pavement yourself to get your name to to get some traction in your name and not completely rely on the traditional the the publishing house because they want to see what work you've done prior to them they want to know you have fans that are waiting for your work so mm. that's, that's that's you know one of the things um that that they want to <laughs> see and i really <laughs> no sh- I, like i wouldn't i would never say names but a lot of times cuz i have you know friends in the the author circle and things like that and a lot of people will say you know n- the publishing houses don't know what the hell they're talking about. They don't want to sign me. They don't want to, you know, give me this. So I got to self-publish myself. But they then you know. read their, their work and it's like, mm, it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that good. I see why. I didn't understand you either. And, I, and I'm not being funny. And, and hey, people may have a problem with my work. But <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sis, you probably want to get. Like, you're you not that hot. You're <laughs> not that good. And, and the thing about it is you... I've seen, I mean, and we probably all have seen if you get books on Amazon or you know, ebooks and things like that, 99 cent, you know, the the uh what is it called? Where the with the if as long as you have the Kindle thing, I can't even yeah. tell you publishing the 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 errors, the grammar, yeah. uh, it's just like and those are the ones that are pretty much saying that the publishing houses are hating. And I'm like, yeah, did you have anybody read this over? Did you have anybody read or this Or you book get the books that the guys be outside, especially on 125th Street in Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Listen, I bought a book or two. Because, you know, I support, I support. I do, too. The yeah, arts. I support. And I support, too. And it's but that's like that's like digging your hand down into a box. You're not even looking. You just pull it up <laughs> like, thanks. How much was that? And you're just like, I don't know. I don't know what I got. I don't know where it's going. But I'm it's supporting hard. It's hard. Right, but see, the thing I appreciate though is that you are you get you're enlightening everybody on it because it's the same thing. Like, well, I, I'll be honest with you when somebody says, I got a book on Amazon, I'll be like, Yeah, um, I get you. Now, anybody can get a book on <laughs> another Amazon, it's not here. You don't have to see one. that much, yeah. exactly. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Amazon has been fl- like, there's no you know, Amazon is in it for, mo- for money, so they're not going to turn right. anybody's books away, turn, turn anybody's books away, exactly. 
They're not going to turn right. it away. They're not going to say, oh, this book is horrible. We're not going to put this up. No, they're not going to do it. So right. it's been flooded so much that if somebody tells you they have a book on Amazon, it's you. are you really going to take them seriously? Unless you've read their work before. You, you right. know what I mean? Right. Like, like, and the thing, and the thing I've, I've met people that, that had books on Amazon and it's like, okay, well, what's going on with the book? Oh no, I'm working downtown at the five and dime right now. I had to put that on hold. It's like, right. it's a follow up behind it. And exactly. you're like, Oh, I got this book. So it's like, so are you able just to go ahead and throw things up on the internet and see, and see how it really works. And if it doesn't work for you, now you want to go back to driving the bus and doing something else. Right. You understand? <laughs> I mean, some people have a passion for it. Some people, just feel like I can write a book. I'm just gonna write a book, and and then there's that. I'm gonna put it on and Amazon. All the work, and then that. all the work that goes around it, they don't want that part. They and just want to write it. And then also, what I have found, and I will, I will have to be honest and say, I, I had I not paused myself, I could have easily fallen into the into mm. that. But a lot of people think I put my blood, sweat, and tears into writing this book. As horrible right. as it may That's be, true. That's true. People, so you, if you to sit down and look at a blank page and turn yep. that into 400 pages of something is hard, no matter how trash it might That's be. True. That's Girl, a lot. I, I struggle that with 750 words required for my papers. Exactly. So like, what? I don't even know where to go. But, but hold on. Not to cut none of y'all off. Can I hear about your series of books? We talked about the business and we running out of time. Please. Tarot tarot tarot. Tarot. Really good. Give me something good. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Okay. So my um, talk about Amina a little bit. So the first, the first, <laughs> the first two books uh, in the series are about a girl named Amina, uh, who's pretty much struggling with life as a teenager and dealing with um, her past. She had a a really bad growing up. She had a really bad uh, child, you know, a really uh -huh. bad childhood. Um, and both books are connected, but the first book is the start of uh, if it's it's kind of talks about her childhood where parents were on drugs she was raised around drugs she ended up selling drugs herself she had a boyfriend that was a drug dealer um he cheated it is it's kind of intercommingled the book is called terror town so the book is based loosely off of my life i'm from chicago okay. and um and i was raised in a neighborhood that was named terror town all right um, okay. The reason I, I named the book Terror Town is for one because I was from the neighborhood, but number two, the the other reason is because it's actually one of the it's a it's a really bad neighborhood. So even when I was growing up, like I would meet people outside of the neighborhood, and they like say if a guy was trying to talk to me back in the nineties, and no. he, he liked me, he hit it off, he want to go out, he gonna come and pick you, pick me up, and he'd be like, "Where you live?" And I would tell him where I live, and he'd be like, "Oh, you live in Terror Town?" Like, "Oh no, I ain't coming over there." <laughs> It could be the worst dude, the toughest dude, and you tell them you live in this particular area. They like, oh no, I'm not coming to pick you up. So I'm, you got to start lying. Like, I don't live in somewhere. Yeah, I'll meet you on the outskirts, one block yeah, away you around need the to corner. Walk a few blocks, exactly. Be dropping you off like I'm gonna watch you from here, girl. Right. <laughs> I'm not, I can't come over there. No, it's not happening. Yeah. Oh, get somebody the, else to do it. Right. 
And the, so the it's an inner city it. story, basically. It's an inner city story. Yeah, so it's an inner city story. Um, I don't like okay. to say it's an urban, it's in the urban genre because the the people in the industry who have seen my book kind of say it's really not an urban book. It's right. more it's, yeah. um, literary, a classic literature book, which I appreciate. I but it is, it is about the inner city. It is about a black girl that grew up rough. Um, also, it's kind of like a double uh, entendre to name it Terratown because while so many people in the city in Chicago were scared of this neighborhood, for this girl, the neighborhood was actually a safe haven. So as rough as these guys were, they were mm. murderers. They, you know, they really loved this girl and her family right. and her and she felt safer in the neighborhood than she did in her own home sometimes so that's that was you know kind of a, a way okay. for for yeah i think we could all relate to that too coming from where we yeah. are from exactly. you know left right is our hood oh well you outside at one o'clock in the morning you don't feel like okay so what it's my exactly. hood that's gonna happen to me but anybody I'm else that'll be like oh my goodness you outside in the area no, exactly it is bad. not my safe haven, though. I got to come home. Well, we're we're grown ups <laughs> now, but I'm saying, I mean, I'm I, I felt always felt safe in left. Right? I, I did never too. felt I do all the time. I don't care what time I was coming home, walking through the hood, I never felt like anything was gonna happen to me. No, no, you're right. You, you definitely exactly. right. You know what I'm saying? But let exactly. somebody that's not from there, they're like, whoa, who that's hop on? Like it was, it was so bad. And that's probably you want to know who that is. To that to the neighborhood thing, but it would be like like restaurants and stuff wouldn't deliver. Like taxi cabs wouldn't. A lot of taxi cabs wow. wouldn't go. It was that bad. It was that bad, and it still is. Um, but <laughs> wow, still bad. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and some neighborhoods never change. Unfortunately, yeah, some never change. It. Yeah. It's it. But it's 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 my it's it's home. It's home. You know, it's, it's it was home. home for me. And as dysfunctional as that may be for some people, but it was home. So like for Amina. Like I said, in her home life inside, you know, you would think that's your safe safe haven. Right. But a lot of times it was not. It was the neighborhood that was a safe haven for her. Mm. And, her you know, home that, life wasn't. Yeah. Thankful that she had that. So, right. Um, right. Is your, so is your like book the, of poetry available? Yes. So the, the only um, work that is available now is my book of poetry. That's available on Amazon. And uh, it's, a, it's available on a few other platforms. I can't really think about it but to go back to what Ra was saying like I don't shout it out like that oh I'm a you know I don't even though I probably should but right now because I don't have anything actively you know ready to publish or like an, another thing down the pipeline I kind of hush on it but a lot of my family and friends are like you should still tell people and I'm like uh but like like he was saying I don't I don't it's for me to say it and then I don't have anything to follow it up with Right. Yes, I don't want to, you know, it's kind of like a false flag to me. I don't want to well, say Tommy, anything. I'm going to get you a t-shirt, girl. That says I'm a published author. Don't play I'm an me. author. And have you wear I, that. I have to say, because I've read both of the things. books before she, they, she took them back and revised them. They're excellent books. So I'm looking forward to the revisions so I can read them again. Um, so okay. I had them. I had, those are the copies that's going to, you know, be years from now. Like, yeah, yeah. I had the original. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> author you're not know, smart girl that's very nice <laughs> but, but when it does come out y'all are gonna know about it because we're gonna tell the viewers when it's coming out for y'all to go buy it so I'm yes forward to but, it. and Katari, th you have another question sorry thank you yes i do but before we go this ain't got nothing to do with the books though but oh shit how, <laughs> how is that taste of chicago i've been trying to figure this out I'm trying to put it in the the works and stuff it's like a festival down there the taste of chicago or something okay. that 
So let me tell you something. Okay. I know so y'all from New York and everything, but Chicago. Time, so that was good. Chicago huh? food is the bomb. I know y'all, you know, New Yorkers, y'all got y'all food and everything. Right. Chicago got some good food. The that's what I heard. It's it's I'm talking oh my I have to agree. I've been to Chicago. Uh, like it's a when I go home, like I don't live in Chicago anymore, but when I go home, like I get excited. Like it's uh, it's like kind of mm. like an innate thing. Like, oh, the first thing I'm here, like me and my son and my daughter, we always say, okay, we're going here, here, here. And it'd be about food. Like, I'm going to see my family. I love y'all, but I'm coming to eat too. But I'm Chicago is, is a, um, it's like a melting pot of all of the different, the good, uh, it's, it's some, it's, it's worth it. It's yeah, really, really good. And entertainment is good too, but it's, it's mainly the food. It's so good. It's like, because one of the things about Chicago, unfortunately, it was heavily segregated and kind of still is. So you have, um, Little Italy, you have Chinatown, you have right. Greek Town, and all of them have authentic food, mm-hmm. and all of them show up at the taste, and it's it's worth it. It is worth it. Listen. I heard with Chicago is that they're culturally diverse, like New York is. So, yeah, yeah. like the food, like the biggest things right now is what's better, New York pizza or Chicago pizza, or who has the better hot dog. So yes. I'm really excited about going. I'm really yes. now when is the Chicago pizza. Chicago I'm, pizza. I'm still New York all day long. Yes. <laughs> it's I, good. I, I like New York pizza too, but Chicago pizza is oh my goodness. And I, I'm, I'm not saying it's, it's good. It's good though. But it's, you know, I guess, it's, yeah. I'm and the hot dogs. It's like the Yankees in the Mets. You gotta choose, right? You gotta yeah. choose, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the home. Food. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I think I like New York hot dogs. I, I hope no Chicago people are on here listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever had a hot dog in Chicago, so I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now, when is the festival? It's around. It's usually around the Fourth of July, so it's it's um oh, okay. it's like a few days okay. before and a few days after. Well, it leads up to the Fourth of July, where they okay. have like a big fireworks show and things like that. Um, and it's downtown Chicago. It's like in Grant Park. I don't think they've moved it, but it's downtown Chicago. I know a few years before they were it, they were saying they had become unsafe and things like that, but I think they fixed all of that up. So that's not a that's not okay, an that's issue. Good, I used um, to hear things about Grant Park back in the day. Man, I ain't never scared. I've been scared. <laughs> you ain't never scared. Yet. Hey, don't no. be. But 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 that area is is really nice, and they you know really update security and stuff like that. But in those particular areas, I don't think that they heavily monitored them because they didn't. They never had to. So you right. know, the couple of instances that they did have were were unexpected. But Chicago is very like like New York is very diverse. Is very diverse. Very heavy. Okay. And yeah, I love That's it. Something to think I about. Yeah. Absolutely. If y'all go, let me know. I'm gonna meet y'all there. Yeah, we can all go, right? Meet up. She can show us around. Yes. Charlie, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And we look thank y'all for having. Whenever that work comes out, nobody, no pressure, no pressure. You know, I'm gonna let you know. You actually motivated to write some more, so I'm looking forward to it. Michelle's opinion is, I can hold hold that to know that if she said it's great it's great page turn i was like oh thank you thank you i'm glad to hear it but thank you so much for having me thank y'all so much all right you are welcome everybody say goodbye to yes 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 i love it i love it i love it i love it Y'all go buy her poetry on Amazon. Yeah, I will. I will. I love it. 
That's and for anybody that's trying to become an author or be or write, go ahead and do, do it. it. Do, yeah, do, do it. Do it. Do it. You probably got some stuff. Some you, you, you can write a video book. You need to do you a can, video book. <laughs> <laughs> talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I might put me a book together. Uh huh. Bless you guys, though. We're in every show with a quote. <laughs> so this this is one of my favorite quotes by one of my favorite people, Audrey Lord. And the quote is. Use my strength in the service of my vision. It makes no difference whether or not I am afraid. So if you have a vision, do it. Whether you're scared or not, go ahead and do it. All we'll right. see you guys next week. Peace and love. All right.